0: Johnita Stanton and we have Reginald Perriman, Shaka Williams. We are Tasari and this is the There Something About Real Estate podcast where we talk all things real estate.
1: That's what's up.
0: Them damn EMDs. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
1: before we talk about that though, I want to, we were just talking about, we all came back from. Keller Williams family reunion.
0: Yeah, it was a great time. I sipped yeah. on the juice a little bit.
1: Yeah, a we got red Kool Aid.
2: But I enjoyed myself. Right? I helped
1: make the juice. <laughs> I always tell people that I don't. I don't drink the Kool Aid. I help make it. Uh, <laughs> so I met David Green down there. Well, I met him before mm-hmm. down there because he's a KW agent. Um, but met him down there, and then shout out to KWBRN mm-hmm. network. Yes. They had the very first black realtor in the house. And um, Slayton. Right? Yeah, correct. Yes. Yep. In 1964. That wasn't that long ago. He had a crazy not. story. Yeah, the yeah. Cra- that wasn't that yep. long ago. Well, you know, here, um, I don't think I told y'all, but like Miss Bowers, um I think it was Arthur Bulls, and it was like one other person. They couldn't be realtors here, so they had to go to New York and become realtors. That's where he started And then it. yeah, then mm-hmm. they came back here because they had to go there to get their membership. Mm-hmm. And then um, the actual Realtist organization was started for African American real estate professionals. That was actually founded here in Detroit. So we the um we starting the founding chapter was here in Detroit. Mm. So the Realtors organization is still alive and well. And what's so funny, it's bigger than other states than it is here in Michigan. Mm. Yeah, Yeah.
0: because I don't know that we collab on that level, um, you know, the same, in the same way. Like the education and the leadership Mm -hmm. and, you know, like the give back, like that kind of thing.
1: And we have it here. um, Shout out to Ken and Tanisha and all of them. But it's just not as large Mm -hmm. here like in Atlanta, Ohio, and like that D.C., Maryland area, mm-hmm. they, they're pretty big mm-hmm. out there.
0: Do you hear but, them calling it the Brown Network? Because one, um, one of my colleagues that I went out to breakfast with, she was like, yeah, you know, at Brown. And I'm like, BRN? And she's yeah. like, yeah. I'm like,
1: okay. They kind of gave it that name, though. But I like the, it. The, yeah. <laughs> but it was good with so many realtors that were originally from Michigan. It was. That
2: they mm-hmm. in San Antonio, mm-hmm. like Quito, Few people in L.A. No, They're gonna, they gonna be on the on the podcast. Yeah, Kido said to make sure to remind you that he, that he on, he wanted to come on the podcast.
1: Oh yeah, That's we definitely gotta have
2: him in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now
1: he was from so when we meet people from Detroit. And they'd be like, yeah, I'm from Detroit. And then you ask them, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I grew up in Southfield, Farmington. <laughs> <laughs> Keto, Detroit. Right. Like, he had his Jays on, the butter, soft leather, and everything. Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, man, I be listening to PZ all the time. And he's still connected. He told me who got them football years thrown at him and everything. I'm like, man. man. Yeah, he know Detroit. <laughs> yeah,
0: true. Because that was the first thing I said, oh, yeah, you got that soft
2: leather on. I see you from both. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, that so was. So yeah, fun. it was a good time. And I ain't one of them people. I claim Pontiac, right. Pontiac all the time. Yeah, mm, ain't nothing wrong with Yak Town. <laughs> y'all, y'all all right. Be like, they be like, be from Michigan. Pontiac, yeah. though, not Detroit.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. People, people have a, a different way. Usually, when you out of town, people, a lot of people Where be like, that? I'm from that, Detroit. That's
2: only when you be like from. I think that's. Everybody that don't have, South, South I do know, let me be quiet.
1: Well, when we used to go to, like, Freaknik, people would be like, I'm from Detroit. And then when I say I'm from Detroit, they'd be like, oh, yeah, we really from Isolani or mm-hmm. we from, like,
2: Inkster or something like that. They don't have an identity. An See, Pontiac, we yeah. got our own identity. You think so, yeah, outsider? We was the we had the Silverdome, Barry Sanders. What you mean, Isaiah Thomas? I, this is we Pontiac, Michigan. What you mean, the Silverdome nah, and Pontiac? People,
1: nah, I yeah, think we got our own I identity. think people we outside really. of Michigan think about <laughs> <laughs> people outside of Michigan think about Detroit and Flint.
2: No, no, they think about Pontiac as well. They everybody that we said that to was like Yak Every nobody, the like, people oh, from Detroit. Detroit. But yeah. no, no, no. Just, <laughs> All right. people Detroit. Ne- next nobody conference was we go like... to,
1: next conference we go to, say you from Pontiac. They say They're gonna say, How far is that from Detroit? They
2: never, they'd be like, Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you Caucasian, they normally say, Oh, yeah, the Silver Dome. And if they yeah, black, they'd they be w- like, "Yeah, They're, they're
1: WrestleMania fans? They no, they you know, like monster dog. truck
0: rally fans. Yeah, they was <laughs> like hey, that.
2: whatever they is. They know Pontiac. They may not know Southfield, and Oak Park, or Highland Park. You know what I'm saying? But they know Pontiac." They know HP. Nah, nah. <laughs> they know HP. Well, I was
0: born in hearing for a hospital, all y'all, right. so this argument, I'm not even in it. Yeah, right. it you really Detroit. from
2: Detroit, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, all right, we're going to talk about these EMD requirements. What is e- EMD, earnest money deposit? Oh, my God. Earnest money deposit. Earnest money deposit. We got
1: the worst um, EMD loss, I think, in the country mm-hmm. on behalf of the seller. Okay,
0: so is Wait, wait, wait. We need to... So what is it? Okay, so this is how I explain it. Because before right. you get into it, because people need to know what an earnest money deposit right. is. I relate it to like a security deposit because people are familiar with it mm-hmm. in terms of like, you know, but only a security deposit that actually, you know, belongs to you. It goes towards your um, costs at closing. But if you don't close and it's for, you know, some reason mm-hmm. that not that was not contractual now, you know, people have the ability to try to come after it, you know, for right. a loss. That's why he's saying loss. it's the
2: worst for the sellers because yeah. people can make up ways to get out of the uh losing their earnest money deposit. And yeah. it's not fair, right?
1: Yeah. So you let's <clears throat> say you buying a house, it's two hundred thousand, you got five thousand on deposit at closing, whatever your closing cost is, that five thousand is gonna be a credit. So if you need 15,000 now you only need 10. Exactly. The issue is our contracts say that if the buyer defaults, they forfeit their deposit. But do they really forfeit it, right? Because the law says before the broker can release or even a title company, mm-hmm. before they can release that money to the seller, they need a mutual release signed mm-hmm. by both parties. Mm-hmm. Most buyers not signing that mutual release. Sure. And most a
2: lot of sellers not either. Yeah. Which is crazy.
1: But the, the sellers will sign it if they're getting the money, but the buyer's not gonna sign <laughs> yeah.
2: it. I bet you they will, right? Were,
1: right? Yeah. yeah.
0: But in reverse, the buyer the, the buyer would sign it if they was getting the money.
1: Right. So you you got a contract that says so the reason the reason I feel like it's a bad rap for the sellers is because I I can I got a thousand examples but one in particular recently we were scheduled to close on one day on like the 21st or something and then the buyer couldn't close they agreed to do an extension right but only if they add an additional $1,000 on deposit. So that made their total deposit $2,000. The contract says if they don't close, they forfeit. Now, this wasn't a mortgage deal. It was just a straight cash deal. We at closing at 11 a.m., agent calls me at 1045, say, I'm on my way. We running a little bit behind. When she say we, I'm assuming her and the buyer. Mm -hmm. So then 11 o'clock, get there, 1110, and then I called the agent, where are you at? She said, I'm still running behind. Is the buyer there yet? I'm like, no, your buyer is nowhere to be found. Then she calls me back. Oh, the buyer's is at the bank trying to get their money. Then 40 minutes later, the buyer can't get their money out. It's an issue with their account. Then an hour later, then we sitting there. I'm like, okay, I got to go. Seller sits there a whole two hours. They say, oh, well, we're going to need to reschedule the closing. So now here it is. This is closing day. Mm-hmm. So it's on a Friday. Monday comes, and the title company says, since the seller signed the docs, all the buyer got to do is show up, sign a paperwork, and then wire the funds. My thing was, you knew it was some issues with your account before then. Regardless of the issue, this was a cash sale seller sitting there. Um, a week later, we didn't close emd contract says the buyer don't close. Everybody performed on their end. Buyer never showed up. We go to get the emd. Of course I know what the rules say. Mm-hmm. The seller mind is buyer didn't close, I should get my money, right? That sounds fair. If you
0: put in the contract, no mutual you at least need it.
1: <laughs> well, I mean in the, in our purchase agreement it says if the buyer forfeits the money is forfeited to the seller for liquidated damages. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody can release the money to either party without a mutual release. Guess what the buyer did? Went MIA. So the, the way the state law for licensing is, is that if we're holding the EMD, a buyer can come give you a couple thousand dollars or $5,000, tie your property up, and just walk away and disappear. Now you, as the seller you actually got to go to court mm-hmm. to get that money. Mm-hmm. Most sellers not going to go to court for $1,000. Mm-hmm. So... Is the it's the answer to get a larger EMD?
2: Yes, hundred percent. That's what I was gonna say. I, I'm I'm sorry. So I was gonna say that. I mean, right. So how much was you know approximately? This was
1: two thousand. This was a small like fifty thousand dollar home. So yeah, but right. it's still cash, right?
2: I want right. five thousand dollar EMD. I don't right. take you serious if you come to me on a cash deal for right. fifty thousand with a thousand dollar EMD. I don't. I think you on some BS. Right. You know. What so. I'm saying?
1: If the five thousand dollars EMD so whether it's two thousand or five thousand or ten thousand if fight you still it. can't get it right.
2: I mean but it's
0: but just, traditionally you know. You know, you have earnest money. So it's like, okay, so there's no set standard as to what it has to be. Right. But traditionally, you're running between 1% to 3% of the sales price. So if I come with a 5000 I mean, that's something that we've been doing like more right. recently, especially with the wholesale contracts, but it's a little bit overkill for a $50,000 deal. Right. It doesn't mean not Well, it depends on what you
2: negotiate. Yeah. Yeah, Because
0: exactly. I've, exactly. I've had people saying. put
1: the entire amount that's on That's what I used to do. If I I'm doing the cash
2: deal yeah. and I want to show them I'm serious, I tell my buyers that right now. I use That's a tactic. Yeah. Now, if you serious, show them you serious by coming with a higher EMD. Right. You know what like I'm saying?
1: Like on a $50,000 deal, I've had situations where I just wired a $50,000 mm-hmm. to the title company yeah. and say, EMD <laughs> due upon acceptance. Within 24 hours, they accepted. I'm wiring a total amount to the mm-hmm, title company. Because mm-hmm. I know I'm a close regardless. I've had that
0: too, but that's experience. people running around and investors and things like that. I don't know who this person was. Probably sounds like it may have been an, Im- an investor or yeah, it was an investor, a wholesaler. Uh, it was
1: probably a wholesaler, yeah.
0: <laughs> but I'm just saying that it's not fair to the public to say that if you're not putting down a $5,000 EMD on a $50,000 house in general's. Right. You're not serious.
2: Uh, so it depends. We said a cash deal. So right. if you're getting a $50,000 mortgage and you want to come with your lower EMD. Yeah. I hear you. Because if but you're it,
1: getting a $50,000 mortgage and you're getting a Mr. Loan and you only need yeah. $600 mm-hmm. to close, why put 500 Correct. I
0: mean, we have plenty of offers that we've gotten accepted with $500 EMDs. Right. I just have moved away from doing that because it just had not been necessary to go that high with, to win the bids or whatever. Right. And then when we get them from wholesalers, you know, the wholesalers will come and say, well, unless you're doing a $5,000 refundable. Right. You know, then that becomes a thing. But just in general, when we, you know, you list a house. Right. And I put an offer in on it and I'm an investor. I'm going to put $500 there. And if you want more, ask me for more.
2: The reason you're going to do that is because you're protecting yourself. So you're protecting yourself as the buyer. So if I decide to walk off on this deal, the most I'm going to have tied up in this deal is $500. If you right. was so, what I'm saying is a tech, it's not a blame. I'm not saying that if you don't come with the five thousand dollars that you that you're not gonna close. But I'm saying if I got two people coming at me, uh, both offering fifty thousand dollars, one come with a five hundred dollar EMD, the other one come with a five thousand dollar EMD, I'm going with the five thousand dollar EMD. Sure. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah, but right. <laughs> All right. So I think that one of the ways to avoid it is. Um, yeah, potentially ask for more, but also um, make it non-refundable or make it um, n- no mutual release needed. Add that verbiage. You know, so like if you're in a situation where mm-hmm. you got a smaller priced property and you want to make sure the buyer is serious, hey, uh, this is great, um, but you're not getting this $2,500 back. But what about
1: cloth. what about the brokerage or the title company is still going actual- to require actual... Right. Mutual release.
0: Not if you had that verbiage in your contract because everybody agreed to it. So they're not going to you take that off the mm, table. Not necessarily. We have to bring a title it
1: company. Because some title companies They gotta go what's on
0: the purchase agreement.
1: Some title companies have their own um EMD. A lot form, of title
0: companies have their own and home. it says
1: they need a mutual release because they're notifying everybody.
0: Yeah, but how how often are you adding that title company form to your purchase agreement? And so the purchase They'll
1: send it when they collect the EMD. They'll say, we're we're only accepting this MD if all parties sign our form. But
2: you talking um, about uh, if the title get, company get exactly, the MD, right. not so, the broker get the MD. Right. Or
0: But it, it could be the title company without the form. Right. All I'm saying is, if you add the, the purchase agreement is agreement between the buyer and the seller. Right. So, if the seller puts in there, I'm willing to accept your offer, but if you default... right. Um, no mutual release will be required for me to get the earnest money deposit, and the buyer agrees to that. Right. They have already you you put your mutual release
2: What's considered default. So I got a question though. You put your because we're debating this. Has this? Have you done this? And I this? Have. And, they, and you've been able to keep the earnest money deposit? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I'm I'm
1: mm. not disagreeing with her. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying some some brokers and some title companies that are holding the M D. They still want an actual mutual release because. Who's to determine what is default?
0: You know what default So if you have um, a line in your purchase agreement that says we're going to close on March 1st and then the seller shows up for closing and the buyer does not show up for closing, the title company is there, the seller is there, the buyer is not there, <laughs> and the contract has expired.
1: What if the, You're saying what common if,
2: sense-wise, but don't if, know about the legal.
1: Yeah, but what if the buyer say, I was at closing because I was closing remotely. I was just sending the docs and I never received notice. My agent didn't notify me.
0: Okay, so sign them now. We can close.
1: Right. But, but, but what, the, what about... <laughs> but but the they already buyer, defaulted, though. You but what them, I'm huh? saying is... Technically, based
2: on what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, what you're saying the, but
0: if it's something like that, if the buyer is saying, well, I was just sitting here waiting, right, then that means you're ready to close.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So let's close. And then you send the buyer to docs, and then they say, oh, I got to wire my funds, and then they BS you for another day or two.
0: But the the ultimate goal is to close, right? Right. So, and then you're saying if closing never happens... Right. there, So this always blows my mind. It's kind of like what you're saying. Who's the determined default of judge? Right. And it's not the only person who can determine default. Common sense, when you read the black and white, can determine whether or not there's been default. Right. Did the contract expire? Um, did they respond to the inspection as stated in the contract? You know, did mm-hmm. they send over a notice for dissatisfaction for different things? Like, you know, right. what happened? And, yeah, if er- and then if, if everybody was sitting at closing... And the buyer, like you said, was went MIA. Right. And, it's and it been was scheduled 30 and days
1: con- later. Let's confirmed. do a phone a friend. Yeah. So, uh, right, uh, this is, was, <laughs> so this is the truth in this situation. Mm-hmm. We scheduled the closing based on the buyer's availability, mm-hmm. and they were going to show up at closing, mm-hmm. right? And the buyer just never showed up. They had all of these excuses. The issue is when you have the way Michigan does it. If the broker or title company's holding an EMD, even though the they, they're they not going to try to determine who's at default, if the buyer's in default, all they're going to say is we need a mutual release. Yeah. Even though you're okay. sitting right there with all parties except the buyer, they didn't show up. So right. our
0: question for you is, what's the difference between, so we have addendums or other terms and conditions in our agreements for a reason. Right. And that's to be able to cut out certain things or add certain things. So why can't I add my mutual release right there in the contract, which you basically can. is what it, I'm know. not
1: saying you can't, but I'm saying 90% of the time people are not doing that. Right?
2: But they, she's saying they should. That's what you said. Yeah, saying. you said what would be the fix. Right, that's what, so that's, that's what, what your recommendation is. <laughs> I got a question, though. All right. Both of y'all brokers. Right. You holding a $1,000 EMD on, right. on this transaction. You holding a $1,000 EMD on this transaction. You don't have a mutual release, but right. you have that language in the purchase agreement. Are you get, releasing the $1,000? Yep. If no, I had, I'm, I got, got a,
0: I got a, I got a so, earnest money deposit that's stuck in my escrow account right now that I wish right. had that verbiage in it because right. I would release it. So you
2: saying no. <laughs> as right. a broker you would not and you saying now okay, maybe I, the $1,000 is bad right. $50,000 you got a $50,000 uh, EMD I'm and you got that verbiage are, are you still releasing it? Yes. okay I'm definitely y'all not de- y'all, so I'm gonna, I, need, I need to get the I title need, coming I in. need a mutual
1: release because I'm they not they
2: laws are different yeah standards. I'm
1: not I'm not gonna play attorney mm-hmm. right um because the minute I release it and then the buyer make a claim to that EMD You're that they wasn't in default because they interpreted something different in the contract, mm-hmm. then now I got another issue with that buyer. You got a lawsuit. So I want a mutual release or I want some type of court order. Mm-hmm. So and I'm I'm saying that from the stance of not water. So why would you even accept that, that
0: paperwork written like that?
1: The purchase agreement? Yeah. That's what most purchase agreement this is why we brought this up. Most purchase agreements here in Michigan has a clause in there stating that the M D will be forfeited for liquidated damages, but yet everybody still requires a mutual release. I think that whatever the PA says, it should be. right. Like, if you there. default, That's you should lose your money. That's why I'm saying mm-hmm. it's not fair to sellers that they still have to take two or three extra steps to get money that was already agreed to it's not, a, it's not
0: fair either way to buyers or sellers because it's not just one sided. Buyers have to go through the same thing when they feel like maybe they were in default but for uh contractual, you know, mm-hmm. reasons, you know, I'm able to de- you know so my financing so, like if it was a financing transaction, the purchase agreement also says that you have to the, the person has to be able to secure financing. So
1: here's another one, right? So That's why I asked, who's to determine default? So if my offer is contingent upon appraisal, appraisal comes in fine. Contingent upon private inspection. We're past that. Everybody agree. Now, the last contingency is usually what on the mortgage deal? The financing, right? right? Mm -hmm. So the buyer gets a denial letter right? Mm-hmm. It's the buy buyer entitled to their EMD refund. Yes. I say yes. What, <laughs> what if the reason of the denial letter was because the buyer just said, fuck this job, I quit. And they tied your house but up. But it don't to be able to the reason of the No, they that? told you they quit. No, The lender...
2: If you, can, if you can prove that, then I The lender. I don't the lender so. but it do de-
0: It's a denial letter. It, the purchase agreement shouldn't be but is that like that. But is that truly
2: don't default? do re- write the purchase
1: but agreement? No, I him on that truly Is that truly... Because it also says all parties agree to make their best efforts to get this deal closed. Mm -hmm. So if the buyer intentionally did something to cause that loan to be denied... Is that mm-hmm.
2: considered? The buyer going
0: intentionally lose an entire job to not buy but, a house? But they, that's
2: what he, in the scenario he gave. <laughs> if the <laughs> buyer
1: says she just told you, uh, Erica, when we interviewed Erica, mm-hmm. she said people quit working, but they stop working certain hours. No, she's
0: exactly. So that's not a that's okay. So just because the buyer stopped stop working forty hours and start working an hour less to go look and at now houses, they don't
1: qualify for a house. But, well, after they but they don't tie, know. They didn't tie your house up. We're we not I talking about what they know. Right no, this is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying. You're the seller, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody's buying your house. Mm-hmm. You're expecting to close in six weeks. Mm-hmm. So with that anticipation, you go out and you make arrangements to buy another home, relocate. Mm-hmm. Here it is five weeks later, and you found out the buyer... Stop working the required 40 hours. They only been working 30 hours Mm -hmm. a week. Intentionally. Mm -hmm. Right? Now they can't qualify. Uh, Let me respond first. Go ahead. (laughs) No, I'm saying intentionally. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. You find this out and then they lose lose their ability to qualify for that loan because of that. Mm -hmm. How would you feel as a seller? It sucks for the seller. But don't you feel like that's default?
2: No. Why not? So you gave two different scenarios. If the buyer like, intentionally quit the job, said, right. fuck like this, job, this job, and I just right. quit this job. Like, don't want to pay them people. If you did that, then I do think that you defaulted. That's default, if okay. If you were, if you um, were ignorant, Right. You weren't. You didn't know what you was doing, and you was doing what Erica explained, leaving an hour early to go look at houses, and this caused you to not qualify for the house. Private inspection. That sucks. You know what I'm saying for the seller, but but I don't think that the buyer. How uh, do you, as the seller, know
1: if it was intentional or that's the whole point? Because
0: I think that sometimes when you can see effort in a buyer, so a buyer pays. Let's say if it's a FHA deal, right. The buyer pays for their appraisal, which is five fifty. Right. And then it, if there is um, any for any reason, there has to be a reinspection. The buyer takes on that. Right. Now they're paying one hundred and seventy-five dollars for that. Right. And then they paid three to four hundred dollars for a private inspection. Right. And then they gave you twenty-five hundred dollars. <laughs> like this person is not just trying their, not to buy their, their house. Their
1: intention is, but. Have you ever had a buyer that, like, say the loan rep kept asking them for stuff, you need to mm-hmm. update this, and they'd be like, this is too much. I just want to quit. And mm-hmm. in them situations,
0: right. I've let my buyer know that you have wasted this person's time. And remember, we had this conversation about earnest money deposits, and right. you can't just wake but up is one that day. But it's default. That, is, that default. is default.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is if that buyer intentionally says, I'm no longer participating in the requirements to get this loan approved, and they get a denial letter, that's considered default. That's equal. The seller it still is. has to go through getting them to sign a mutual lease and possibly um, going, I'm saying in yes. most cases, and possibly going to court to get where that deposit. These, it's,
0: like the, it's like what Shaka say all the time you got to get your which is professional real estate person. Mm -hmm. So like, I literally have these conversations with my buyers about earnest money deposits. And I say, and like, I break it down to the ridiculous like that. Like, look here, you can't wake up one day and just be having a bad day. Mm -hmm. It has to be for something within these six pages Mm -hmm. (laughs) that, you know, caused you not to be able to get the deal. And remember, once we get past inspection...
1: You can lose your money. You talking with common sense. But I got it. I understand. I, I, you I want another it. example? You, hold <laughs> on. <You> talk, <laughs> I'm about to give you another know example. But, 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 but let
0: me finish it real quick because mm. it's real quick. And then, I, right. you know, if that happens because that has happened to me. Right. Person, do you remember we had this conversation? We have to release these monies. I have yep. no problem getting that. So
2: listen. Okay. You asked what the solution is. Right. So there is no 100% solution to anything, right? Right. However, I think a higher earnest money deposit would... Uh, Mitigate, yeah, a lot of that stuff. It will. You know I know agree what I'm with saying? that. That, right. that will make people they'd be scared, like because right. even if you you don't know if you're gonna get it back, you know right. what I'm saying? You're not getting a mutual release the as the buyer, yeah. Huh? Uh, you're not getting a mutual release either way. So now right. you got ten thousand dollars. If you own you know two hundred thousand dollars house, you got ten to twenty thousand dollars sitting over there in the EMD. Yeah, shit, you're gonna try to do everything in your power to close, right? You but you gonna also do
1: gonna do everything in your power not to lose it, 100%. meaning that. If you, for some reason the deal fall apart, even if it's your fault, mm-hmm. you're going to feel like you're entitled to a refund. Both of y'all
2: is. You're so, going to try
1: to find a loophole in the reason you should get your money both back. Both of y'all are. Because right? remember
2: you said at the $1,000, the seller is not going to go after that $1,000. But right. now this seller going to go after, they this gonna find 10 to after 20, that $10,000 to $20,000. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, just get a higher earnest money to the, uh, deposit. I think that will help a lot of it.
1: All right. So here's here's a real-life scenario, right? I'm not going to say the lender name, but this seller has a property. Before she came to me, she said, my previous agent had it listed, the deal fell through, and I don't want to deal with this mortgage company no more. And I said, they're not that bad. I've closed a lot of deals with them, but they're not not Erica. They're not perfect, right? They're not hands-on. So the first deal we get when I list it is through this mortgage company. Mm -hmm. She was like, Oh no way! Then I said, "Let me call the loan rep, talk to the loan rep." Well, this particular mortgage company, they don't really have like one certain person. They kind of no rotate this like about. a whole team. No.
2: <laughs> so whole process. <laughs> so,
1: so we get the offer accepted, right? Um, like eight days go past, we pass the inspection period. The agent says, "Oh, the buyer, um, the buyer changed their mind." And they're, they're having some issues with their loan. And I'm like, you hype me up so much. You hype the seller up. Oh, this is a perfect house. Buyers fully approved, called the loan rep. We got this. We got appraisal guarantee. And the buyer come to find out actually didn't qualify for that mm-hmm. loan. Right? It was just a flimsy pre-approval letter. They mm-hmm. told me what they needed to say to get the deal accepted. Mm-hmm. Right? Seller was fine. She said, okay, it happens sometime. I get it or whatever. Next deal, same damn mortgage company. Mm. But this time, I'm like, I'm telling the agent, I'm not gonna, it's gonna be hard. Yeah,
2: this convince this the two in a row, mm-hmm. she's not gonna strike that out three times. Right. Right.
1: So we get we get to the point, then the agent calls and says, Well, the buyer actually works at this mortgage that company. That so that she that like, bad. Oh yeah, then this this good, I talked to the seller, I said, look. I have to present all offers to you and tell you all the details. Buyer works at the lender. This, this, and that. Right? Five days go by. Didn't even or didn't even do a private inspection. Agent calls back and says, "Well, her numbers are off because of the uh, taxes and insurance." And I'm like, "Didn't you guys run that? If she works there, you should have been. That's some stuff you should have run. Not only that, in her email." She said, we were looking at this house prior to you accepting the other <laughs> offer. Mm-hmm. So we we were waiting. We seen it came back on the market. So you had more than enough time to do some numbers mm-hmm. and all that. Plus, you work at the mortgage company. Right. And the agent says, well, um, technically, she don't need to sign a mutual release. We're just going to give her EMD back. And I'm like, no. Yeah, that's what the agent said. Mm -hmm. I said, no, you can't release that money. She said, well, you put the house back on the market. I said, at this point, you've already sent me a withdrawal from the offer. We can continue to sell the house. The EMD is separate. It's a separate dispute. And I said, what is your reasoning for backing out of the deal? Simply because the numbers don't work. She never sent a dissatisfaction of inspection. She never sent a mutual release. She sent the mutual release to get the EMD back, but she never sent the denial letter. Anything to support any reason to to back back. out of this deal. Mm -hmm. So is that default or not? Default. Default. She just changed her mind. Correct. Right? Because there is no documentation to say she can't qualify for Mm -hmm. the loan. Mm -hmm. Now, fast forward, the next deal we got. Same mortgage, man. Get
0: this. <laughs> they killing it out here. They killing it. Then they killin it's
1: 170. It's it. Then and what's funny is we still got Where the appraisal it? from the on the west <laughs> it side. That's so it not matter. So we still got the bear. appraisal. Uh, no, saying, <laughs> we still got the appraisal. So now this next deal, same lender. We like look. We got the appraisal. So we put in there, um, MD to be held by a title company. Any. Um, buyer agrees to release MD becomes non-refundable um, e- even in the event of mortgage denial, so mm-hmm.
0: add, go back and add no mutual lease necessary. Yeah, so
1: we we <laughs> we we fine with the appraisal and all of that. We fine with the pri- We find with the appraisal because it already appraised, mm-hmm. and it's the same and lender. And it messed up.
0: This buyer yep. is just getting the raft of the other buyers. The other buyers. That's it's, crazy. But exactly.
1: the lender, not
2: the buyers, the lender. Well, it's, it's the, the it's <laughs> the
1: previous buyers. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, if our law said if it was a little bit more lenient on the seller side, you wouldn't see, because some states, some states, there is no, you don't get matter. that money up and you don't close, period. You lose it. You lose it, right? And that's why I'm saying Michigan is so buyer heavy on that side. Like I can literally walk up to somebody's house, make them an offer, well, listed, of course make them an offer get them a five thousand dollar EMD and just walk away and the broker can't do anything with that money unless I sign a mutual release or go to court
2: they can but they would be taking the risk so what I'm saying is you yeah, and saying, can come back that and sue the broker you can add that verbiage all you want it depends on the broker because you right. just got done the saying he wouldn't it don't matter if you had that language or not if he's holding the, uh, the uh, EMD, he's not releasing it. Mm-hmm. You can, but have- if he
0: had that language to his purchase agreement, and whoever's holding it decides to release it, if they if it does get called to court so for some reason, at least that extra. Um, stuff will be in
2: there. Yeah, but ain't nobody yeah. going to release Like you said, if it's, it's depend on, on the EMD, yeah. I'm not releasing it. This. But it's still... Well, what's
0: the, the point of putting in the rest of what he said? If that's the case, none of it matters. But right. it's that's, still the it
2: fact... Does, none of it matters. That's it's what It's still saying. the
1: fact that you got to go to court. Here's the reality, mm. right? Because we've seen... Well, at least I've seen it happen. I've seen sellers go under contract four or five weeks the next deal four or five weeks. Next deal three weeks. Mm-hmm. Each time, next thing you know, you four months on deals back to back. Not every agent that call you or every buyer after that's like, "What's wrong with the house?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not wrong to, with the now house. about to lose value, it keep, right? Yeah, it keep losing buyers because but then that's funny when you gotta
0: go in there and just have you know my seller is requiring that they be approved by one of my preferred lenders. You can still use whoever you want, but they gotta go through this. Uh, you know, right?
1: And the ten thousand dollar EMD.
0: At least um, scare him a little
2: bit. You
0: know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, so that just happened with one of my buyers. He ended up closing on a house after the lender basically every day for almost three weeks said, we're closing today. Go ahead and schedule closing. Um. He had $5,000 on the line. He did everything he was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And in order to get the seller, uh, so the seller was frustrated because every day, the loan officer was sending out an email saying, yes, yeah, schedule closed. And these people moved. Like you said, it, they, they moved and
1: everything.
0: They moved, accepted the job, hours away. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I guess they had to reverse everything and come back yep. <laughs> because they didn't sell the house or something like that. Because the house that they had moved to up north didn't have like uh heat and stuff. It right. was like a big a vac- summer place.
1: Right.
0: It was like just this big mess. But the buyer really wanted the house, and so the seller's agent basically came back and said, look, you know, if they use my lender over here, right, and um, the lender says it's good, my sellers are willing to go back under contract.
1: Right. Now, that's the other thing. So you get you, you get an agent, a buyer agent said, well, my buyer did everything, but the lender screwed them over, right? And they get a loan denial, but who chose the lender? It wasn't the seller in most cases. So they right? got to
2: figure out a way, because that's what I was about to say. I mean, I get it. You chose a lender, but you're you're the buyer. You don't know that the buy that the lender is not doing their job or they're not a good lender, especially when that first lender you were talking about. Right. Everybody, you know what I mean? That's a big lender. But who's with a high turnover rate?
1: But who's to say so you mean it so most lenders, probably ninety nine percent of lenders gonna tell the buyers what not to do. Would you agree? Yeah. All right. Because the lender, the loan rep wants to close because they get paid when it closes, right? Yeah. So most loan reps would say, don't buy a car. Mm -hmm. Don't get more credit, right? Mm -hmm. And all this. If the buyer still does that and the loan gets denied, it's that default.
2: Yes. But what about the the bad lender that... Uh, just ask the question of the buyer: How much money you make? How the long seller, you have been on the job? The
1: seller didn't pick the buyer. The no, lender. but hold on.
2: But the right. the buyer is not. They're not. They're. They are not they they do not know. They're right. ignorant in this in this situation. They're counting on the lender to be a a good real estate professional, right? Right. It's not their fault. So yeah, it's not
1: so, their fault. But what about? There shouldn't their agent do a little bit more due diligence with the buyer and the lender before going out no. here. And, not and necessarily no. because it's sometimes not on people the come, agent is not. That's not their yeah. job. Yeah, Why would a buyer agent take a a buyer out to? And and compete with against thirteen offers if they don't know if they got a solid yeah buyer or you do not. call
0: so it's the same way you do if I if you, if I send you an offer you're probably gonna call and check in with the lender so right. if a lender gives me a buyer referral if my buyer comes with the lender of course I'm gonna have a call and have all types of conversations with the lender how but that doesn't mean I know all but the, the programs the lender could yeah tell they a do lie, lie. Yes. like Some there could be a lie. whole bunch of different things going on that you know a person can come off as knowledgeable and maybe the person is knowledgeable for whatever reason Like the
2: lender or the buyer the lender oh, the lender
0: yeah. could be very knowledgeable but for whatever reason they
2: didn't do their just, due diligence yeah
0: something is something is going on they do it all the time they yeah, get
2: pre approvals all the time but this person is right. thinking
0: that you know a family or a friend or my cu- my whoever just closed with this person they're right. a great you know person mm-hmm. to work with so they say yeah you know um it came as a referral so I right. work with this individual they don't necessarily know that they're going to have all this trouble with that loan officer? They
2: don't know. So, listen, so the, the, the loan officer calls and says, how much money you make. Right. The, the buyer says how much money they make, including overtime. Right. Or maybe the last month or the last right. two. And Erica just got done explaining that's over the last 24 months. Right. Right. So, um, and it, other things too, other things like that. Right. The lender, not doing their due diligence, gives a pre approval to the right. buyer and gives them a strong okay. Right. Yeah, you're good. We're right. going to close this loan. I mean, the, the the buyer, they're not at fault then. I understand they chose the professional, but they don't know that this professional, they got, I mean, shit, both of y'all but got you, a suit. But a, a this lawsuit, is what I'm like.
1: saying, though. You're tying a seller's entire life up. But, but the buyer's life is
2: tied up, too. But yes. wait, this
1: is this is I what mean. I'm saying. You're taking a seller's home off the market mm-hmm. for a long period of time only to find out. And, and I'm not saying it's, it's 100% right, but what I'm saying is... People are making plans and arrangements on this. Both other sides, We're on both right. sides, though. On both sides, right? Mm-hmm. But why is it so much more lopsided on the buyer side when it comes to EMD? We have a contract that says this: you chose the lender from. So the seller doesn't know the lender. The seller don't know who's that. far. All they know is. The deal didn't close. Buyer to say Yeah, way. I, I have right. to uh,
0: disagree. I don't know that it's lopsided because nobody's getting the money necessarily. Every So the same way the seller has to sign the mutual release in order for the buyer right. to get the money, the buyer has to sign a mutual release for the seller to get the money. Like, there has to be a mutual agreement. They do both lose in that situation. Yeah, Yeah, they both lose. Because a lot of people, some people are moving. They have children. They're they're trying to get their kids settled before school. Right. I mean, it's a big deal for them. This is their first place. I mean, there are a number of reasons. Just like on the seller side, you know, I got this asset and I'm going to collect this check and then move on to whatever it is they're trying to do. Like, everybody... On both sides have like great aspirations for whatever their plans are to do once they close. Yeah, they you both know took what a lot,
1: lot. So in in the in the comment section of our YouTube channel, I'ma have people from different states comment on what, what their situation what is, what their what mm-hmm. their state requires, right? And then I'll reach out to some people and I'll put it. In the comments so people can
2: see.
0: It would be nice to see what the other states do. Um, however, I just don't think it's lopsided. Let's get it that's a, all I'm
2: Let's saying. get, get it lopsided. Let's, let's get some questions up and let's get some um, some surveys going. And I think see people, what people have to be in.
0: fair on both sides. I mean
1: it's it's fair, but what I'm saying is if we agree that if you don't close based on this contract and you don't close whatever the terms are. Once we get past inspection and appraisal, you lose your EMD. My question is, why does the seller still have to go to two or three other steps? just to get what's already agreed to what about the well finance?
2: hold on I'm going to tell you why because well, I'm not talking about the, the reason why they got to go to two and three other steps is because the contract says so no what if mm-hmm. no, 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 no the contract it says, says no, it, it says on, if but the contract buyer says defaults,
1: financing so here's two Right? no no are talking about in no. terms of getting a
0: mutually signed and then to small claims court no no you're no, talking let's, about let's say the, this right
1: Let's say the buyer is approved because we had this mm-hmm. happen before. Buyer's approved, mm-hmm. house appraised, private inspection fine. Mm-hmm. The buyer just changes their mind. That's different. Right? Mm-hmm. The seller still has to get a mutual release mm-hmm. or go to court. Right. Right? Why right. is that is what my question is. Because if you read most of our contracts, says not only the buyer, there's a seller default clause. Mm-hmm. So the buyer, buyer defaults. Buyer will forfeit their deposits liquidated, liquidated damages to the seller. Mm-hmm. If the seller defaults, the purchaser can enforce the terms of the contract, meaning they can still force you to sell. You can't right? force somebody well, to I'm sell. I'm going to ask you to. Or you can put a, a claim of interest, interest yeah. on their property. Wholesalers ask, do it the all the time. I'm going to answer the You can't right? make somebody sell their property. I'm going to answer, but they well, can you tied can put, up. Yeah, you can, can put a claim. Up. In other words, yeah, you can't do shit with I'm going to yeah. take you to court just like a seller has to mm-hmm. take you to court no force it term so the contract mm-hmm. i can't force you to sell but you can't you force me to release my you no AMD no title type. company going to so, warrant
2: you the, the deed
1: right so mm-hmm. that's going so there's a seller default clause and then there's a buyer default clause the seller default clause is so much
2: easier than i have forced, i got to no, an answer got question. Got question. He, hold on got to so, like go, question, go on, on. hold on question. I got an answer to it right because you being the broker right are scared of doing the right thing and you said that you would not release the money well the state requires release. But, but hold on but if the you money. if you if you if, you if right. you release the money right then uh more often if brokers it makes me liable no i get it but you right. asked the you asked the question now I'm yep. asking this is the answer to the question all right because the brokers are scared right of releasing the money even right. though technically you believe that the uh, seller is in the right right and so now the the buyer has the power. Right. You're not releasing the money. You know what I'm saying? They don't feel like they can lose. If right. More brokers did release the money to the seller. Right. And said, I'll deal with whatever in court because I feel like this was the right thing to do. Then maybe they would switch that around. If if you're not gonna be willing to do that, then this is this is the circumstance. This is the situation. Can't complain about it because this is the reality.
1: Yeah, but we still technically supposed to have a (laughs) mutual release. But who
0: said that? The purchase agreement also, the legal contract doesn't say that. Go ahead. It's a state requirement. requirement. Oh, it don't even matter.
1: But it's still, it's still just yeah.
0: About to say, Reggie, you gonna have to pull up the article on the number point
1: dot whatever. I'm gonna put, so it, I'm gonna see. put it all in the comments. Once it shows up on YouTube, <laughs> I'm gonna put it all in there. Then I'm gonna get like. Different states, different realtors to say, "Hey, what are you doing in North Carolina? What are you doing in Georgia? What are you doing?" Right, right. And, and we gonna see what they doing in Cali. With the we escrow. gonna see how crazy compared how Michigan is compared to some of these other states. Yeah,
0: you just wanted to be cutthroat and super seller sided, and that would make no, it lopsided. It's not Reggie cutthroat. is pro seller, seller.
1: Let's switch. <laughs> no, but what what I'm saying is I'm not I'm not. So lopsided on the seller side, I'm just saying that if you default according to what we agreed to, why do I still need two or three other steps? I know, and the two or
0: three other steps, are you talking about signing the mutual release and potentially going to small claims court?
2: Because here's- He's saying two or three. Here's the thing, He's saying after the- I'm trying
0: to get him to clear it up. Yeah,
2: you need the mutual
1: release- or if, if you don't get the mutual release, you got to go to small claims court. Right. If it's under a certain dollar amount. If it's over a certain dollar amount, then you just got go to court court. court. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, so like, when we, for instance, we talked about HUD homes, right? Mm-hmm. HUD going to get their money. Mm-hmm. They contract everything they got is more. That's federal. a great example. Right. W-
0: what does HUD have in their They're going to release agreement?
1: the money. Because they the government. Yeah, no, nah. that so a good thing. So, if you're a listing broker, they determine who holds the MD, right mm-hmm. writing their contract, is all They can't the break government. the law? The, the government
0: can't break
1: the law. They, they created said, the basically It's federal to saying they're going up the same them.
2: guidelines that you would be going on But we, broker, we, but we have to comply
1: to Michigan license laws. Mm-hmm. HUD complies to whatever the federal <laughs> laws is they made. And that, that make trumps. The law? No, that trumps anything state with
2: Listen, HUD. So they just like... All, all, all brokers have to do is start releasing the money and guess what? Buyers won't be doing that no more because they'd be scared so, of, I'm going to lose my money.
1: I like what you said, get higher EMDs. Is that the solution?
2: Yeah, that's I the cool But stuff. we can't
0: do a HUD do and just put it right in the purchase agreement. Reggie made a great point and HUD purchase agreements it says this is non-refundable. Mm-hmm. Um, I've lost a couple of EMDs to HUD. Don't be like me.
2: Cause people just change <laughs> their <laughs> mind.
0: Nah, oh, did I say that? But HUD used mind? to give.
2: But you see, can you put got a hundred dollar M D to HUD. Yeah, yeah I it. Yeah. No but I didn't but not care. But I, HUD,
0: HUD, HUD requ- I ain't rich like shocking. HUD, HUD
2: requirements is right, the same. Back. So,
1: look, we, all across all across the country, there's just this is HUD. This is our guidelines across the country. We don't care what your state say. Right. We HUD right right. so what i'm, I'm but what just, i'm saying is it's in their contract it's, in,
0: their contract.
1: it's in our contract right? But while we still got <laughs> to exactly. fight and enforce it but, <laughs> like no. do the right thing and be as the broker and say i'm as a broker you still need a mutual you're release you're responding like but a title, title company a, but you're a broker you don't have to respond like a title company no as a broker you still need a mutual release i'm know. i'm gonna put it i'm gonna pull it up HUD is exempt from that because mm. they're not they're not licensed under the state as a licensed broker that's why they don't have that on, oh, they don't have to be
2: a, licensed in the state too like you still got to be licensed no, in the hud, state no HUD is a seller
1: they're right. they're a federal they federal mm. agency they don't have to follow under our broker licensing laws they still got to have. they still got so no they're, like, they're, they're, not, they're not a
2: licensed federal the, the, government does the, not override state government no in the what state. I'm
1: saying is our the reason we need the mutual release and all that is because our state licensing laws because this of- has nothing to do with the court system our licensing law says you need a mutual release before you re- because that governs our MD and our ask escrow accounts.
0: When you, as an investor, Reggie mm-hmm. Perryman, as the investor, goes and buys a house or puts a... You go and buy a house from a wholesaler and the wholesaler mm-hmm. says you have to put down a $5,000 non-refundable earnest money deposit. And you don't close. Or, you know, you you have a... Maybe you get an inspection period or something like right. that or whatever. Do you um, just walk away from your five thousand dollars, or do you go to court? Do you have to sign a mutual release? Like, what do you do when it's your money on the table?
1: I'm and the buyer.
0: You're the buyer, and let's say you're holding it in escrow.
1: Mm. If I got to the point where I'm giving, I'm giving you a deposit on something I'm buying. Yeah, I want it. I'm not not gonna close. Okay, but what, no, if, you but what if you don't close?
0: Don't? And, and but what if it's for contractual reasons that you don't close, and they put in there that it's not refundable? You're not gonna give it. to I'm me? never
1: signing a contract that's not going. So for one, the title got to be clear. It got to meet all my requirements. So I'm not giving you an. EMB. So listen. Let's so say that it meets I'm not signing all your requirements,
2: it. and you mm-hmm. still didn't close. Are you gonna? Why give would your I product? not close? Well, don't matter for whatever reason. Cause we, so we? I'm giving arguing. up the money because I agreed to it. Oh, okay.
1: T.I. at? Can we get T.I.? Here we are. No, for the real, money. I'm, give, I'm giving so up the money. So he's saying he's honorable.
2: He's going to do the right thing.
1: If I know um, I tied you up for X amount of time, mm-hmm. you can't do that in anything else. Mm-hmm. You If you give a deposit on on catering service, right, and mm-hmm. you just call and be like, no, nah, I changed my mind. I True. got a question. Right? Though. If they contract, say a deposit non-refundable, is not refundable So why they
0: don't need a mutual release? If they contract says Cause it. Because
1: they don't have the damn state of Michigan license laws <laughs> saying that. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's our licensing laws that's kind of more favored towards the buyer. It's not just the contract. And that's what's the frustrating part. Most sellers are only looking at the contract. I don't know so that it's favored towards we, the buyer.
2: We we all gotta go ahead and pull
1: that article. It got to the point. I'm going I'm to show y'all. We got a whole EMD receipt form that says... What happens to your EMD? And we list the article from the state <laughs> licensing laws that say if there's a um, dispute over the EMD, this is what has to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Because of the licensing laws, mm-hmm. we can't just go by what's in the contract. What's so stupid to me? Yeah, That's it all is. I'm saying. I think it's a typical. I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's I'm a good a, question. I'm going to pull it up. It's going to be on our YouTube as soon as they put it up. <laughs> I'm going to go. Even if I got to go and edit, I'm going to copy and paste. It's going to be right there. Uh-huh. He going to um
0: make the edits with the words coming out of his mouth. Because so out many the sellers don't law.
1: understand that. They're like, they didn't buy my house. I need to get the EMD. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Look here. Yeah, that was We, great are, we are done
0: with earnest money deposits. Did we cover everything?
2: Yeah, we, we, we Oh are, we're yeah,
0: we're anyway. well. So there's we do need to still not tonight, but we have some more things we need to talk to y'all about. Okay.
1: All right, we are. <laughs> we got a whole lot to talk about. We got a show. <laughs> yeah. We got a show to do.
0: It's a wrap.